0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Unpacking Organizations, where Shredder and myself, Rupert, discuss our passion subjects. Unpacking Organizations, the practitioner's podcast, sponsored by Orgview. See tomorrow's business today. So this is going to be slightly different because actually we're not going to talk about unpacking organizations at all, really. We're going to talk about unpacking Shredder. Because I, oops, we've done our little introductions to ourselves um, a while back, but I thought it might be interesting for some listeners. And if you're not interested, then we take zero offense. But if you are interested in who is Shredder Um, and, you know, where are you from? What's your background? Why are you so passionate about organization design? What kind of work have you done in this field? um what other passions do you have and you know full disclosure i'm going to ask questions that i haven't planned yet so i don't know where we're going to go with this but we're going to try and keep it to roughly 10 minutes and so Shraddha, why don't we start with a potted background so where are you from where'd you grow up where did you study where did you work all that kind of stuff that you always when you're introducing yourself in a business meeting get that out Absolutely. of the way first
1: Sure. Thank you, Rupert. This is exciting. Um, So I grew up in a very small town in India, which is now actually a wedding destination, destination wedding place. So I was very fortunate to grow up in a very beautiful, small touristy town. It's called Udaipur. It's an in, um, uh, in India um, state of Rajasthan. So Where roughly
0: in India is that? It's in the though.
1: Western India, it's in the Western India. And yes, um, a lot of celebrities even from US have gotten married there. So it's on world map now. Um, so um, so yeah, Udaipur was beautiful childhood. And at that time when I was growing up, if you are a good student, you have two choices. You can be a doctor or an engineer. And I didn't want to be a doctor. So I chose to be an engineer. I became a computer science engineer. And um, as I was going through the four years of my education, I wasn't very excited to spend all my life doing software programming. So I soon after I joined management MBA program and uh, As I was learning about business, I gravitated toward organizational psychology and human resources. So I majored in that. Um, Got a job soon after, met my husband in my business school program. So very like, you know, very predictable life from there. Like I was into a big conglomerate, um, joined soon after Aditya Birla group. Um, And it gave me some understanding of what are the different facets of HR itself is. So it's a big organization. And I was posted, I was a graduate training program uh, person. So I was posted in different parts of HR departments and their manufacturing plant or their corporate office or their business. So it, it gave me a good exposure into different parts of HR, but it wasn't something that until then, I wasn't very clear about what am I going to do in HR. So it wasn't a calling that I knew that this is what is happening. And um, soon after I changed jobs, I joined uh, Infosys, which is one of the largest uh, IT uh, firms in India. And I was just at the right place at the right time or wrong place at the wrong time. And they were doing a large scale org transformation. And I was one of the PMO member um, very early on in my career, but they were doing transformation of 100,000 people, five geographies. um, And it was like everybody was part of transformation. And it was like the nuts and soups of everything, like started with org analysis, like activity analysis, job analysis, and rewriting all the job descriptions and realigning people into their new roles. And then actually doing all the Uh, work around how the performance management should change, how the career progressions should change, and all the organizational and HR systems, how should they change because now we have a new career architecture or org design for it. So it went on for three years. Um, I was the sole surviving member of that PMO. People came and went, but I just thrived on that. And I just felt the impact that you can create by doing that kind of a work. So I just got extremely excited about this space. And that's where the first love where, you know, that was the time. Then the love for this subject bloomed. Um, I continued. Uh, my uh, journey there and something like there was a personal decision because of which we ended up in the U.S. um, which led me to do my second master's in U.S. uh, in the same space as org psychology Um, and I ended up being a management consultant after that so I joined Boston Consulting Group I wanted to work in the org design space so those were the it's very difficult to find a large organization having a org design or OPNA kind of a department doing that good work. So, as I was graduating from my master's program in the U.S., consulting was the most lucrative and the best option if I wanted to continue doing this work. So, I joined Boston Consulting Group soon after that. Amazing experience, amazing people, like um, smart and humble, and I made a lot of my um consulting skill sets in that four years that i was there that how do you write a good uh, story how do you write beautiful slides how do you write playbooks how do you actually talk to clients and things like that so i attribute a lot of my power skills building into that uh, time so yeah so and then i wanted to come back into internal consulting because i knew the power of How do you actually do the work in an organization and keep evolving it? Because you have been management consultant yourself, Rupert. You do it for three months for a client site, and then you always wonder what happened, right? Like it's the real work actually starts many a times after the consulting firms have left. So I knew that through my times at Infosys and I wanted to come back to internal consulting. So I joined Prudential. They were setting up their future of work. Org design practice. So I was leading that. I set up a team from scratch. And then after I've done a lot of this for almost a decade and a half, I was like, okay, let me try something different. And so I started, uh, um, I took on a job on transformation. Oh, I'm sorry, talent uh, management. So I've done a lot of transformation work, but now I'm actually doing talent management. So that's my journey. Um, that's the passion for my topic. And I think I spoke too much. So. Not at all. Thank
0: you so much. It's, it's lovely to, to hear the stories. And why this podcast? Why why this passion? Why wanting to share?
1: Great question. So um, when I met you first because of the work that we were doing together um, through OrgView, um, I got fascinated by the books that you had written. And I would tell my team members to just read this book. They, Anyways, there's a running joke because every time I would, you know, become philosophical and tell them that you should read this book. So I read a lot of books and I tell people to read a lot of books. And so I used to actually tell them to read these books. And like, to be honest, these are a little bit dense for people who are not passionate about this topic. It's like, you can I can I can make them read a page or a chapter, but they won't read the book end to end. And there's so much of um, golden nuggets in these books that I felt that, you know, there was there has to be a other way for the listener to understand that what exactly is there. So that was definitely one part of it. And then there is addition on to the practitioner part, right? Like there's so much that we enjoyed talking together that I felt that perhaps there is a there is a reason uh, or there's a merit in sharing it with others. So that was the only reason. Um, and I think whenever we spoke about our conversations flowed very naturally and we had a very enriched conversation for ourselves and thought perhaps it will be nice to just record them and put it out there.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. Well, it's, 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 it's nice to meet someone who has such a clear red line through their life. Um, actually, I, you, even your computer science, how much of your computer science degree, because obviously that gives you a, a sort of a grounding in the engineering, do you find helps you in the practising of org design?
1: It's a great question and I would I contemplate about it that I've never practiced um, being a computer engineer I've only I am only uh, a computer engineer through education but it has such a um, important role to play as I think about org design I'm not at all uh, afraid of data or excel sheets or actually modeling a formula or like you know the, Uh, a workforce planning tool, quick and dirty, the spans and layers that I used to do um, back in my consulting days, it's like um, all mathematics. And it was, it came naturally to me because of my engineering background. And that was an added advantage because it was not something that, you know, I'm good at the... Uh, people aspect of people transformation, but I'm not good at the data and analytics, and I think that naturally flowed into the mathematics yep. and the modelling. It's
0: Really interesting, like so, the, the combination of these skill sets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And 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 lastly, and I know we promised to keep it to ten minutes, and like so many of these promises, we we break them, which is all my fault. But I'm just I'm just so interested in your shadow, and it's it's so nice to hear the stories. Um, what about outside of work? So hobbies and family and just, just sure. other things that might be of interest.
1: Um, I feel like ble- I'm blessed. I um, am married uh, with a very, very supportive husband. I think a lot of what I've done in life, I attribute to him uh, because he has been so supportive. Um, I have a son who is preteens and with all the challenges of having a preteen boy. <laughs> so definitely that's there. But very, very, um, uh, my family is my anchor. Um, I live in uh, New Jersey. I moved here ten years back from India, so this is new home for me. And um, I have a very good, strong support system, even though we made it in last ten years only. So those are the, that is personally for me. Uh, my hobbies are very varied, and sometimes I'm like you know too much into distinct hobbies, but I. As pandemic sport, I've started Taekwondo. So I'm slowly going my (laughs) belt up there. And uh, I love um, I love board games, playing board games with my uh, family. I like all sorts. Like, have you played pandemic? and no. Catan, it's Catan, actually pretty yeah. cool, but Pandemic is on the same strategy level, but we yeah. started playing in Pandemic and it was like, oh my gosh, like this was so cool. So things like that, or even like a small, like a card game, like Uno thing, yeah. like I get, I'm get, i sucker for board games, Taboo uh, with my friends, so those are the things. Uh, but then um, I love uh, gardening. I actually do a lot of water, color painting so there are a lot of things vary depending upon my mood I but the biggest hobby that I think I use day to day is like I love cooking and so that's a very convenient hobby especially like you know when you are in the U.S. it was a rude awakening for me because in India you have a whole entourage of support staff that helps you there and you come to the US and you're all folded into one. So cooking has been a very, very convenient hobby. I love to cook. I love to host people uh, and friends. So that keeps me busy.
0: Wow, that's a lot of interests. Um, it's, well, Hopefully this was nice for our listeners. A little bit, a bit different, um, but I think it's important to know the person behind the voice. Um, and this Absolutely. lovely person, which is, which is Shredder. So thank you so much for thank sharing you, Shredder. Rupert.
1: Thank you, Rupert. Thanks a lot.
0: Until next time.